I want to welcome you this morning. We're going to continue our series, Love and Respect. How many are being blessed by this series? <laughs> Pastor Jimmy and Annette are in San Antonio right now. He preached to a bunch of rowdy kids last night. And I think he was preaching again this morning. So they've been in Nashville all week. So I'm up to preach today and talk about love and respect. Been married 23 years and I still don't get it right. Just kidding. <laughs> to my beautiful bride. She's here for lunch, on her lunch break. Good to see you, honey. So. She's marvelous. And I'll tell you what, without her, I wouldn't be here. How am I doing? Okay. Right. But anyway, we're going to talk about love and respect. And we've been talking about the last few weeks. We've got two more weeks of this. And I'm going to give you just a quick review on what we discussed. And today we're going to talk about the practicality of love and respect. Because it's about communicating as as adults to one another, as husband and wife, um, you're young. If you're young and you're single and you're a young man, you can practice these principles on your mom, okay? You're a young lady, you can practice on your dad, on your mom, because it's all about respect. It's all about love. And you can learn it right now. So you don't have to be like us and fall into those things. I was talking to someone who's been married about 40 years. I love hearing those reports, 40-year marriage, 23-year marriages. They're kind of rare today. But since we walk with God, we're going to not make them rare. We're going to make them common. Amen? Amen? So I'm really excited about that. Let me give you a, couple, let me give you a review of just the last, last few weeks. We talked about the crazy cycle. It says this. Without love, she reacts without respect. Without respect, he reacts without love. Crazy. So easy to fall into the crazy cycle. Some of you this morning might have fell into it trying to get to church. And I once said Amen. And the next one we talked about, because we didn't want to stay in the crazy cycle, talking about the energizing cycle. His love motivates her respect. Her respect motivates his love. The energizing cycle. And that's the one we're going to talk about, the practicality of that today. We also talked about how, well, how a wife spells love. It's called couple. She spells love this way. Closeness, openness, understanding peacemaking, loyalty, and esteem. And we unpacked those the last few weeks. If you want to know more about what we said, just go on to our webpage, um, gracepoint.com, and then pull down them sermons, and you'll, you'll be blessed by them. Amen? The other thing, how a man, how a husband spells respect. It's called chairs, conquest, hierarchy, authority, insight. Relationship, one of my favorite. Sexuality. Oh, y'all acting all shy. <laughs> we watch Raymond and don't have no problem with it. We say in the church, everybody gets scared. Sex. <laughs> it's good. God made it good. Amen. I might preach from the end to the beginning on that one. Anyway. We're going <laughs> to. What? Oh, because I'm old? <laughs> Please. <laughs> I know what I'm doing now. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Well, I said, move along. All right. <laughs> okay, where were we? Okay, the energizing cycle. <laughs> we're going to continue on that. Why don't we all stand, get your Bibles out. We're going to go to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 33. I love it. Everyone laughing. 
Okay, I got to get my mind back. I'm anointed again. Okay, here we go. <laughs> However, let each one of you love his wife as himself. And let the wife see that she respects her husband. Now, I want you to turn a couple pages, if you have your Bible, to Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, starting in verse 3 through 5. It says, do nothing from rivalry or conceit. But in humility, count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you not look only on his own interests, but also to the interests of others. Have this mind among yourself, which is yours in Christ Jesus. Some of your um, translation says, have this attitude among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. Let's pray. Father God, we come to you right now, God, and We want to hear what you have to say about relationships. Father, unless you are in the center of our relationship, everything else will fail. It's short-lived. Teach us this morning by your spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, we're going to talk about love and respect this morning. I have you maybe seated. As we talk about it, certain things at Philippians, I want to share something with you because to make the energizing cycle work, We got to recognize what Christ did for us. Christ always made the first move on our behalf. As people in relationships, we have to make the first move. But he says the attitude of humility. We need the attitude of humility when we talk about that. We ought to be in one mind, united by love and humility. And Christ should be our example in humility when it comes to relationships. Because without him in the center of our life, our relationships are short-lived. They won't make it because without Christ, we're all selfish and we want what we want. With Christ, he teaches us about thinking about our spouse or others first, God, then others. And our relationships as husband and wives or those who are courting, you need to think of each other first, each other's needs first. When we talk about the energizing cycle, it's great to know the principles, but we don't know how to tell our spouse or our significant other what your needs are. It won't work. You'll fall back into the crazy cycle. So this morning, I'm going to give you some practical elements on how to work and thrive in an energizing cycle, which next week we'll talk about the rewarded cycle. But we need to know how to be, have humility and recognize something in relationships, especially with husbands and wives. I noticed that we're afraid to be vulnerable with one another because we're afraid if we step out and tell our spouse how we feel, they're going to just trample upon our emotions. Which we can't do that at home. Because we love the scripture when we talk about the church outside in the community, but we never take the scripture home. When we step out and we tell our spouse how we feel, I felt unloved, I feel love. If you're afraid to hang it out there, that's a mistrust of your spouse because you're supposed to spend the rest of your life with them, amen? Come on now. I know I'm going to be my wife the rest of my life. I already know my end. She told me. <laughs> She says, you're going to go out in the box. <laughs> I know, honey, I love you too. 
You can go one way. You can go voluntarily because death do its part. Or you can go involuntarily, but you're going in the box because we're not breaking up. The D word is not coming in our house. The box word will before the D word. Amen? You got to have that tenacity for each one another. This thing is funny. It's, I, I love it. I love, I thrive on boundaries. Spent 23 years in the military. I had a lot of boundaries. She did too. So I know she'll put me in the box. She knows how. Hi, hon. I love you. <laughs> she knows I act up. But that's what it's about. How to communicate. Some of us do text. Some of us do um, acts of service. But how to communicate on a daily basis. Because on a daily basis, you can go, you can volunteer for the crazy cycle, or you can get ahead and get on the energizing cycle. But it's all about communication, which is missing today. Every time I meet with some couple, it's always about communicating. It's all my rights. This is my right. That's my corner. And everyone says, I'm sorry. Because I always, we tell them this. That's what I do. I said, okay, this is what you've been fighting about. Go home and write down everything you love about your spouse. They go home. They have a list this big from either side. And they say the list. And the list is this big of how much I love you, how much I respect you. And you know how big the list is on uh, confrontation? Because it's only one step away is humility. Someone, both of us, need to take the high road. There was a comment that was made. says, the one who makes the first move is the one who feels himself being mature. And I changed that. Not mature, but the one who has humility first. Because Christ did not wait for us to change before he came and saved us. God didn't wait for us, did he? Christ got the raw end of the deal, didn't he? He still gets it when we refuse him and we don't obey him. But he always makes the first move in relationships. Since our relationships as husband and wife is supposed to mirror what the church and Christ's relationship look like, we, need, should, we should be a couple with humility. Who are, who've been married and bonded by Christ, not living together. I know, oops. Ladies, if you're living with somebody, my man needs to close the deal. Don't sell yourself short. You're better than that. God created you a whole lot better than be shacking up with somebody who don't want to make a commitment. And guy, when she walks out the door, don't ask her where she's going. Because you know what her answer is going to be? You don't own me. You better go buy the ring. Now you do. I told my wife, you coming with me when we met, right? Remember that? I said, you coming with me, honey. Because I know I wanted to marry that lady quick. It's not playing about playing house. Now, that's not even commitment. That's if I try out the goods. Don't sell yourself short. And young people, don't even fall into that trap. I need you. You need me. Uh-uh. You need Christ. And some of you who are engaged to somebody, if they're not born again, break it off. 
Because before they give you your name, they need to know Jesus. Because what happens is you get married unequally yoked and you think you can change him? No, Christ can change him. You can't change him. Amen? Can I be real this morning? Because we can't say I love Jesus and we're shacking up. Or we're, we're fornicating. Come on now. We're a higher standard. When people see us, they want, oh, I want some of that. I want what they have because it's something special. So we got to live at the level of specialty. Amen? All right now. I'm getting off my notes. But humbly communicate your needs using, we're going to talk about it. We talked about last week, Pastor Jimmy did, couple and chairs, how the women, what they want and re- what they really need, what the men really need. And I'm going to give you some principles. So we'll stop having the head-on collisions and we'll recognize what we really need. Because when you meet each other's needs, it's like heaven on earth. Because really, we don't have to wait for heaven. We can live heaven here on earth. Because once we have Jesus inside of us, heaven's here. It's in the body, hands and feet. Amen? I'll give you a couple of them. How we humbly, remember, now it's two ways. Humbly, how we talk to one another. The first one up, I'm going to talk about the women. Guys, are you ready for this? Guys, are you ready for this? Guys, you better be louder than that. Guys, are you ready for this? Look, guys, let me help you out. You're afraid to say anything, but see, you didn't know anything before. Now, after you might be because now you're responsible, but you can cheer all you want now because you don't know anything yet. But afterwards, you'll be, see the way he said? I told you that. Don't do any of that. Okay? Don't do any of that. But what it's talking about, how, what a woman really needs. How a spouse, wife can communicate to her husband. She can say, I feel unloved, or she can say, I feel loved when. I'm going to talk about the positive aspect of it. But we have to have a relationship with humility that if she says, I feel unloved, you don't get offended with it. Amen? Because think about your children. And if you have daughters, think about your son-in-law. He needs to know these traits, doesn't he, Dad? Because you'll shoot the first one that isn't acting right, isn't it? And moms, if you have a son, <laughs> he needs to what? Know these things. So I expect all the teenagers to treat their moms and dads with love and respect. And I'm keeping notes. Because y'all really know now, don't we? You keep saying, yeah, I always get on you. Okay, here we go. Wives can humbly and softly say this. I feel love when, with the first one, closeness. When you hold my hand, hug me, and show affection, minus, now, guys, we love to show affection when it's time, or we think it's time to have relationships. My dad, he showed affection to my mom every Friday night. (laughs) He pinched her. Tommy, stop it. If y'all come to my life group, I tell you all, I say this in my life group. We're talking about love and respect. That's what he taught us. But remember before you first met, how you held hands and you hugged each other. 
Hold your hand. If your spouse is here, hold your hand with your spouse right now. See how that feels. It's okay to do that in church. Give her a hug. Show affection again. That's what she needs. That's what she needs. We did it in the beginning, but we got, we got a little off track. You guys hold hands? Y'all don't get to marry. Y'all hold hands. Thank you. How awesome is that? That's what she wants, closeness. Hold my hand. Hug me. Show affection without expecting something. Amen? That's what she wants. The second one is openness. She wants us, when you share your feelings and you feel, I feel everything is okay. She wants you to come home. I know we come home, guys, and we, I need five minutes. But to share your feelings so they know everything is okay. And don't grunt. How was your day? Okay. Turn the TV off. Have a 15-minute, 20-minute debrief. It's okay. Then our wives need that. That's what she's asking for. On a, you know, without the TV, without SportsCenter, without ESPN, and on Monday nights without WWE. Lord, I'm so convicted. I love WWE. Because they need to know. I know. John Cena. That's my man. That's my man. Okay. You can't see me. Anyway. <laughs> I'm keeping it real. I got to be real with you. Okay. He's not holy anymore. Yes, I am. I'm a man. I'm a light, I like John Cena. Anyway, um, she needs to feel everything's okay. Because if you shut down and you don't say anything, is everything okay? It's kind of insecurity going on. And we, guys, we have to work at it. Because we don't say much. If we talk a lot at work, sometimes we expend our talking allowance. And you have to regroup when you get home. I know we have to work on it. But we have to do that together. Amen? This is real practical, right? Understanding. When you listen and understand me, and I feel that you care, that you're not trying to fix it. Because I know my wife would tell me something. We spend time in the military. She would come home and tell me because I used to work in the same squadron she did. And I'm have an answer already before she says anything. She don't want the answer. She just wants to know I understand what's going on. And it's hard because we're wired as guys. Remember, I love this one saying. It's not wrong, we're just different. That's what set me free in this whole series. Pink and blue, that set me free. I didn't know we were that much different. I didn't. All she wants to know is you understand. And you hear her. And everything will be okay. And that you care, that you actually care what she is saying. Amen? Amen? How you guys doing? You got your checklist out? I don't see you guys writing anything. All right, I got, that's ladies writing. He, you're going to write for a guy. A guy needs to write for himself. <laughs> got to work on the guys. Anyway, other one is peacemaking. When you apologize to me and don't say, just drop it. I don't want to talk about it anymore. When we apologize, it's powerful because it has to be a closure in the conflict. How many, and we can be honest, how many when you get involved in a conflict, some of the historical data pops up. Right? You know why? Oh, brother, you, you're real free. You're raising your hand. Know why? Because those are unresolved issues in her heart that have to be resolved. They have to be resolved. 
then they'll be closed. She said, oh, you bring that up? Because you didn't close the deal on it. That's how she's wired. Amen? All righty. Everyone's writing, taking notes. Next one is loyalty. <laughs> when you don't look at other women, guys, you don't, and she should better check you on that, and you don't get offended. Here's another one I've been noticing. I wrote this down. The wedding ring. I don't see guys wearing them anymore. And that's special to your wife. They said, well, I got too big. My fingers got too big. Well, my fingers got too small. All my job. Okay. Go to Gordon's. Enlarge it. Or shrink it. Put it on. Because it's a seal. That you and her, no one can get into that circle. It's a seal by God, by the Holy Spirit, that you are together. There's no excuse why you cannot wear your ring. Oh, I see a lot of guys looking at me like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Put her on, your ch- on a chain around your neck if you're working. Because it means a lot to her. Hello? Guys, we're going, to on, we're going to get on your side in a minute. Yes. You guys be writing this down as young men because you need to show love to your mom the right way. Okay, here we go. Last one. Esteem. She wants to be praised when she does a good job and she wants to really be encouraged even if she doesn't. I don't think you guys know how my wife works a long, a lot of hours. She's on one of these 80-hour trips right now. She came here for lunch. I thank her all the time for what she does. And I esteem her for what she does. And I don't want to criticize if she falls short in something. I cover that. You guys get me? I don't expect certain things when she works 80 hours a day, a week. I cover that. It's like, guy, when you lay down a bunt, you cover third base. I cover that because I appreciate what she's doing. For the country and for me. And we need to be able to do that and say that to our wives. In the house and outside the house. You need to tell everybody how bad your wife is. She's awesome. Don't say, oh, girl, man, oh, girl, she's all over my nerves. She won't shut up. And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I heard, I hear the guys talking. And then you know what you get? You get what you say. She won't stop nagging. She won't. She won't give me no respect. She won't. Do you remember the children of Israel? When they said, God, why'd you leave us out here to die? You gonna leave us out here in the, in the wilderness? Yeah, Luke. You got what you said. Jesus had this way of doing this. He was able to speak life into people. Peter didn't know he was a leader until Jesus told him. And then he rose up to the level of the what? Expectation. If someone says, 
You never do anything right. You don't cook good enough. You don't do this for me. You don't do that for me. Guess what you get? You just kill somebody, and that's exactly what you're going to get. But even if they fall short in it, you can raise them up like we do our children to a higher level. Kids shouldn't be dropping out in school because everyone expects them to. When you speak some life into a young person, say, you're going to be president of the United States, they shoot for that. The same way we can speak, because our words are powerful, we can speak greatness over our family, over our spouse. Because, again, it's about humility, but it's also about encouraging one another. Be the best cheerleader. Come on, somebody. That's what it's about. That's what this marriage is about. It's not boring. No way. I've been married 23 years. I'm still finding out new things. So you think I know everything? No. I don't want to know everything. It'll be boring then. In our life, as we get older, it transitions into new things. <laughs> Never thought this would happen at this age, you know, and wow, man. We call ourselves, ourselves we're the incredible shrinking people. We're shrinking. <laughs> we eat as much as we want to, but we're just shrinking. All the clothes don't fit no more. I know this used to feel a lot better, but it's not lack of cooking because I love my sweets and she's always giving me some. Amen. That was the why. Okay, guys, wives. Dante's my man, right? Dante, love him some. Banana pudding. We fight over that banana pudding when my, my wife makes it. He, he starved his own kids for that banana pudding. <laughs> Here we go. Husbands, wives, some men. Now, wives... You couldn't call the men the silence of the lambs. We don't say much. And it's hard for us to say anything. We react a lot, but we don't know how to speak. And that's how God wires. We're, we're headlines, you're fine print. But especially when there's conflict, sometimes, oh, I need something. It's hard to say that. But it takes humility to say it, and it takes more humility to receive it. Let's talk about this one thing. Conquest. When you hope, I mean, sorry, when you cheer my successes and do not criticize me, whatever I'm doing, great, you're great at it, awesome at it. Cheer, he needs to hear that cheer. Because, can I be real with you? We see all these guys muscle building and all that other stuff. And you, like you said, army and all that. We're so insecure <laughs> as guys. I got to be real with you. We're so insecure. Really. Guys, you can admit that. I admit that. We are. We're wondering, did she think I said something? Did I do anything? Did she say say something? Say something good. We're insecure. But God made us that way. Because what we're lacking, our wives feel. We become one. Amen? So we love that, ladies. Don't criticize. That's the worst thing you can do. Tear a guy down. We get enough being torn down. Think about it. You see Oprah, kill men, all men are bad. You look at, uh, look at some comedy hour. The kids are in charge, the, the husband's stupid. We're getting killed enough in the media. No one says anything good about guys. 
because it's still called guy bashing. You can have a, a show at 10 o'clock in the morning with four ladies bashing men. Now, you put four guys on television bashing women, oh, we'll have a, they'll take over. They'll have a fit. Amen? That's culture. So we need some positive. We need some cheering. Hierarchy, when you praise my commitment to pride, to, to provide for the family. We're talking about we get our identity by working as men. That's the way God created us. But it's okay to say, thank you. I know you put a lot of hours in. I know you're working. I know you're doing a lot. Thank you. How long does it take to say thank you? How many seconds? One minute of our time. One second of our time. Are you crying, sir? You're not crying, are you? Okay, just checking. I'm crying. No. Authority. Honor my authority in and outside the home. Honor his authority in and outside the home. I get nervous when I hear and I overhear conversations about uh, women getting together bashing guys, their husbands. He don't never get it right, so I ain't giving him nothing in front of other ladies. Is that dishonor? Or when they're standing there, you're both together, and she's just going off about you standing, standing right next to her. And you know what we do? We just, we're quiet. You know how, that's how she is. And he's, you're di- we're dying inside because of lack of showing honor. These are basic principles. So ladies, honor your husbands. In the house, in front of the children, outside, in front of his peers. Again, if you're single, write these down because you'll help your new or whoever God sends your way. I'm saying God has to send them your way, he or she your way. Don't pick them. Let God pick them, okay? Because we don't know how to pick right. That's why we need Jesus. He picks them. He brings them born again, delivered. You don't have to do much work with them because you can't change them. Insight. Tell me up front when you need an ear to listen to or a solution. It's great. Do you need me to say anything to fix this? No, just listen. Okay. Tell us up front. And guys, you got to better communicate that to your wife. Tell me, honey, is this what I need to fix? What do you want? Or listen and then say, well, I need to fix this. Or what do you think? We got we to better communicate, guys. We got to communicate. I know that's tough for guys. Because a lot of the guys right now are sitting here dying inside. And you don't know how to tell anybody anything. And what we do, we run. We don't even connect with other guys to get it out. And a lot of you have got diamonds in the rough. But since we're guys and we learn as a culture, we don't know who we are, we run away. From one another. We run away from that. We used to be the ones who ch- that charged the hill. We don't charge the hill anymore. We don't take the challenges anymore. We quit too fast. Without, all you got to do is say something and you'll be surprised what happens. Say it to another guy who can help you. Say it to your wife if you need to say it because one issue should not break up a marriage. Hello? We quit off the littlest things because as guys, we won't say anything. Except I'm fine. <laughs> I can tell you're not fine. 
relationship. I need you to be with me as a friend. Tell me, I wrote this down, tell me you like me. It's interesting, I've been noticing, me and my wife, we, again, you guys know, we retired out of the military. And uh, it's been interesting watching the ones who've been in a long time and the husbands retire. And they will come up when I'm in the, in the, in the, in the, uh, on the base with my wife. They'll come up and tell my wife, if that dude don't get him a job, I'm leaving him. I can't stand that he's home. I liked it when he was in because he was never home. Whoa. You're 50 years old. It's supposed to be the best years of your life. When you get older, it is the best years of your life. As an empty nester, it's the best years of your life. Not to hate each other. That's when you really love each other. I mean, it's great. The kids are gone. You're still paying colleges, okay. But it's all right. It's you and her. Now you hate each other? Oh, I don't even like you. And I heard this line. God called me to love you, not like you. And I'm, they don't even like them because they're home. They retired. Go get a job because I can't stand you being in this house. Wow. What's scary to me, I'm 53, and I'm seeing a lot of people walk away from things at my age. And it's crazy. You disciple your children to get them out the house so you two can hang out together, not to break up, to come together. Well, they were in the way before. Are you getting my drift? I don't know how they may think I'm too old or something. Anyway, we feel me. All right, good. Thank you. Roy's like holding his head down. Brother's like going a little too deep for me right now. Didn't think old people act that way. Never mind. Last one. Last one. We're in the relationships. This one here, I need you to be, my, be me as a friend. Hang out with me. Even when I was saying anything, hang out with me. My wife, again, she, she knows when I, we hang out and we watch John Cena. That's cool. <laughs> and I want, you know, I hang out with her. We're friends. We're friends. We're best friends. To the point that if everyone turns away from me, it doesn't matter. Because my best friend will be with me. That's the way it should be. When we, I get sick, we both get medicine. <laughs> they say, you guys are so one. I'll give her some medicine. She won't get sick. When she got sick, they gave me some medicine too. Good stuff too. I'm like, whoa, this is buzzy. <laughs> but we're one. That's how it's supposed to work. Not this far apart. Okay, last one. I'm going to be nice on the last one, Okay. Sexuality. Ladies, guys like when you initiate periodically. Because there's a need. Like you need conversation. God wired us that we need sexual relationships. Y'all laughing, y'all get your mind together. (laughs) They love that. Now. Now, in humility, the relationship, you should not hold back from your husband. Guys, you shouldn't hold back from your wives. But in the relationship of sex, 
and having relations, you have to know it's not about us as guys getting what we want and then leaving. It's about, remember, humility. What does she need at this time? What does he need at this time? What does she like? What do I like? Because when you're young, you're crazy. You don't know what you're doing. When you're older, you got to slow down the parts. Because you get my age, I need a lot of holding. She knows it. Okay. Okay, I wish I was just wrong with everybody. This we're supposed to talk about this in church. Because let's tell you now, if our kids don't hear this in church, they're hearing it in school. The wrong version. Let's give them the biblical version of this. Because it's fun. I mean, really. I mean, God created it. The devil perverted it. Let's turn our Bibles. 1 Corinthians 13, 5, talks about love. Reason why, that was the last one, sexuality. Does everyone understand what I'm saying with these practical terms about communicating to one another? I love this. Talks about love. Uh, Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. It's to keep five up. It's not rude. We don't be rude. We're not rude to one another. And we don't insist on our own way. As far as my marriage is concerned, I need to know what her way is first. As Christ made the first move. The energizing cycle is always who makes the first move. In all our relationships, even if you're not married, and just friends, who wants to fight over nothing when I can just say, you know, I'm sorry. We misunderstood each other. Let's just get back on track. Think about it. Worship team. Think about it. Because it's not about us having our own way. It's about us with humility in our hearts for one another. Loving each other purely as the Bible says to love each other. The reason why we spend this time on love and respect, and I don't want anything you learn today to become a six-week or a 21-day dare. It needs to become a lifestyle. Because I want to see, in about 10 years, I hear people, 40, I've been married 40 years, 50 years. Mark smile. What a testimony. You know what it is when people see us? They come in our house, they see a, 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 a husband that loves a wife. They see a husband that respects a wife. They see, and the kid's respectful, they see a taste of heaven. They see 
that the Christ and his church, the relationship where it's supposed to be like. That's what they see. And you have not preached one thing or said one thing because people can pick up on your relationship. And as Christ is exciting, our relationship with one another should be always exciting. I've been here long enough to see kids that we carried in here. Now they're driving cars and they're all taller than me. I'm like, you still can't beat me. But it's amazing when you see family grow up and the testimony of God and what God does with our kids because they learn from us. Leadership is influence. And as parents, we're influencing them to have greater marriages because every generation is called to do something greater and greater. Now, I want to encourage you right now. We're going to have a time of worship. Husbands and wives on either side of us. That's how we're going to end. Now come up and give an announcement. Either side of you, this communion with humility. Husbands, take your wife by the hand and do communion together. Take the family with you. Do that together today. Bond it with the Lord. And those who think you've blown it, the greatest thing about God is he restores everything the devil has torn up. So you have a restoration in, in line for you. But let's celebrate as families. Because that's how God builds. Those who are single, you learn from us. We're your best example. If we mess up, you check us. Those who are looking to have a, looking for a spouse, you get in the Bible. And God will spell out the type of mate he wants to bring to you. Those who are not living uh, married, make a change. Close the deal. It's not hard if you love him. You know, the truth says 11, when they ask, we ask each other, what are we going to do?